Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Um, praise the Lord. Um, then we're, we're now going to hear the word of God from our bishop, Bishop Green. Um, I've no, I have known Bishop Green for probably 20, is it 22, 23, 23 years. Um, and it's so, so funny. Can I have the pulpit, please? It's so funny. How, do you know how we met? There was a guy from, it has to be Rayma, isn't it? Where's Nikki? It's Rayma. One great Rayma's, um, you know, graduates was in London, and he looks through, um, is it um, the directory at the time? And he got in touch with Bishop Green and went to minister there. And then he contacted me, I think. Or did you contact him? No, you didn't. we didn't have connection then. So he contacted me from Rema Connection, you see, that he is in London and he's ministering at this place. And so I went to meet him. And that's how I met Bishop Green in those days. And um, we've been connected ever since. He came to Croydon to in, um, is it inaugurate the church, Croydon branch. And um, he, he is the bishop of the outpouring um, revival. Outpouring of the Latter Rain Revival Ministry. He has about five branches. One in six in, in uh, all together. Ghana, Uganda, Liberia, Kenya, and then they have maybe three here in London, three here in London. Um, and I want to say a word about Bishop. Um, if you're looking for a man of integrity, you found one. And we've known each other going back that, those years. I've known Bishop all these years. Integrity is his name. You can really, really, really trust this man. I, I was trying to put the two of them on a scale, but I couldn't, I didn't find enough weight scale to scale them up between Bishop and Pastor Fuller, who has more integrity. Um, but I, I'm trusting that uh, may, maybe the Lord will reveal to them all they're on the same scale. Praise the Lord. So we're going to have Bishop here who's going to share a word with us. 
And um, welcome, Bishop. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And as I say, I love to dedicate that to our Pastor Charles today. Because I've seen the desire of his heart. And we are praying that God will let his light shine. Amen. Amen. Every day and every hour. Amen. Pastor Charles, God bless you. And thank you for the work you're doing. And saints of God, it is not an easy task to be at the forefront of leadership. Those of us who are in the ministry, we appreciate that it is not easy when you're trying to guide and lead and you have some who fail to see the vision which God has placed in your spirit and are determined to cause nothing but heartache and division. But today, I want to thank the Lord for the faithfulness of the leadership here and indeed for the praying saints. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure you will agree with me that we are living at a time when we need a positive mental attitude which is essential for living a victorious life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I will today even go a little further by saying it is necessary to develop the habit of being thankful at all times and in all circumstances. Bless the Lord. The word of God says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and looking at verse 18, it says in everything or in everything we give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You get that today. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In other words, brethren, we are being exhorted to make it a habit to give thanks for everything. And receiving that word in our spirit, I want to thank and praise God for all the calamities that come across our path. And I would like you to know today that in giving thanks and praise, God will turn into a blessing all the calamities that pass our way. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. When we develop a habit of thankfulness in all things and at all times, God will open the door so that divine blessings, divine assistance, hallelujah, through our disappointments will be a reality in our lives. When we develop the attitude of thanksgiving and praise and worship, when the disappointments come, when the tragedies come, God will turn that around to be a blessing in our lives. Hallelujah. You may say to me today, saints, but Brother Green, the natural reaction, the natural way to go in disappointment is to complain and be depressed, to lock ourselves away, don't want to speak to anybody, don't want to see anybody, but we are there fighting with our disappointments. But today, I would like to say, instead of responding to our circumstances of tragedies and disappointment in that way, amen, let us praise, develop an attitude of praise and thankfulness to God. When we look at the book of St. Luke's Gospel, and I think it's about the 17th chapter. In the life of Jesus Christ, he did many good things while he was here on earth among men. And there is an event there which tells us that Jesus ministered to ten lepers. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ten lepers. And the time came when Jesus told them to go and do whatever. Amen? Amen. And as they went to see, show themselves to the high priest, one returned to Jesus. And when he looked at himself and he saw that his leprosy was gone, he developed an attitude of thanksgiving, of praise, and of worship. And so he was able to go back to Jesus Christ to thank him for the many, many blessings. And I want to drop this in our spirit today. I want us to look at the value of an attitude of gratitude. Are you with me today? The value of an attitude of gratitude. The Bible tells us that one leper returned to Jesus to thank him for the blessing that came upon his life. Amen. Amen. Let us remember that there were ten but only one was able because he had developed 
this attitude of gratitude because he realized and he recognized that something different had happened to his life. And when Jesus Christ looked at this man, I can hear Jesus saying, were there not ten, but where are the nine? Only one came back to give thanks. What I'm saying today, brethren, is that through our circumstances of disappointments, we still have to give thanks and praise to Almighty God. Because even in that situation, even in that circumstance, we can see even one or two points there for which we can give thanks for. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I look at the life of Joseph. We know the history of the life of Joseph. Eventually, Joseph ended up in Egypt. Joseph was also placed in the dungeon in the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. And there, while in the dungeon, his mind was still on God. He was still thanking God for the circumstance in which he found himself. And God remembered Joseph down there in the dungeon. Amen. Eventually, God turned that situation into a blessing. Amen. Joseph came out of prison. And Joseph eventually was made the prime minister of Egypt. Joseph was second in command in the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. No one else but the Pharaoh was greater than Joseph. Now remember Joseph's origin. His brothers wanted to get rid of him. He was sold to the Ishmaelites or whoever. He ended up in Egypt. He was placed in the dungeon because Pharaoh's wife accused him of sleeping with her. And so Pharaoh put him there in the dungeon. I said when we are going through disappointments, when we have tragedies coming across our pathway, the Bible says in everything we give thanks. For this is the will of God. And I remember when Joseph's brothers went into Egypt to buy food to sustain them during the time of famine in the land of Canaan. Eventually when Joseph exposed himself to his brothers, he said to them, huh, you meant this for evil. But God, hear that word, but God, but God meant it for good. So that many, many, many lives would be saved as it is this day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We must develop the value of an attitude of gratitude. I also look further in the word. And I see Paul and Silas. They were placed in the prison. If you recall. And the Bible says. Even there in the prison. They were having regular prayer meetings. I heard the minister said at midnight. They used to go to Kennington Park. And they used to pray. Give God thanks. They did not know. For what reason? God didn't say if you go to Kennington Park, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. But because they take God at his word that in everything they must give thanks. They had developed the attitude of gratitude to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas... They were there in prison. Amen. And the Bible says at midnight they were having a prayer meeting. And at midnight something marvelous took place. And I want us to know today saints. That wherever you are. Whatever situation you're in. Hallelujah. If you believe God. And if you praise him. If you worship him. Hallelujah, whatever your condition is, God can turn it around for your blessing and for your good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the God I serve. That's the God whom you're serving. He does not forget your labor of love. And to our leadership, my beloved Pastor Charles, I would like to just insert at this moment, don't stop in your doing good. Whoever turned their back on you, you continue to worship and to develop that attitude of gratitude to God for where he has brought you from. Regardless of the circumstances and of the difficulties which might come upon you, we can always find reasons to give thanks. Indeed, we can thank the Lord for all things, the Bible says, work together for good. Amen? Amen. If we bring all to him in prayer and in thanksgiving. We can be thankful for God's grace is sufficient for us. Even when we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, let us fear not, for the Lord is with us. And the Lord promised that he will not leave us, neither will he forsake us. All things work together for good to them that love God. We can be thankful that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And in all things we are more than conquerors. Glory be to God. Today, saints, it's a time of celebration. The Lord has taken us 25 years. Hallelujah. And I recall as Pastor Charles was saying how we came in contact or how we met. It was a brother and a sister, Beverly and, Ta, and, and um, Tom Lemon. If you remember their names, Pastor Charles. Yeah, Beverly and Tom Lemon from the States. They came to minister at my place and this is how we came to meet. And thank God we have worked together over the years. Um, Pastor Charles was one of the lecturers at the Bible College of which I was and still is part of. And I thank God that we have never left. We might not see each other every week, but we are still gathering around the common mercy seat. And we thank God for his many blessings. Amen. We can thank God for supporting us even when we find it difficult to offer our prayer. We can thank God that the spirit that dwells within us makes intercession for us. Amen. Amen. And as I say, whatever we're going through, hallelujah, let us not forget to give thanks and praise. Paul said in verse 16 of the same chapter, Rejoice in the Lord always. I want us to know in the few minutes that I have left standing before you, because the time is going so fast, that joy is not the same thing as happiness. You hear me tonight, saints. Joy is not the same thing as happiness. And in a similar way, Scripture notes the difference between giving thanks for our circumstances as opposed to giving thanks in our circumstances. Amen. You get that today. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For example, I would just say you might be driving down the road and your car gets involved in an accident. You may not find it necessary or happy to give God thanks for the accident. But when you look at the twisted bumper or maybe a, a, a damaged radiator, it doesn't give you any joy to give thanks for that. But in that, you can give thanks because you can say, thank God I've got an insurance policy which will repair and rectify that situation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When illnesses assail us, it gives us no joy to thank God. But even in that, 
we can find ways and means of thanking God that there is medicine for that situation. There are doctors and nurses and people who are blessed with wisdom and knowledge who God has placed around us to help us in that situation. So we are not going to dwell on the sickness, but we are going to look on the bigness of our God from at the love which God has for those that love him. Our brother said earlier on, ears have not heard, neither eyes have seen, neither has it entered into, heart, into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I want us to realize today that God loves us with an unending love. And that's why we are able to be here today. And Jesus Christ came into this dark world and he laid down his life for you and for me. The Bible says that Jesus proclaimed that no one took his life from him, but he laid it down of himself. For he has the power to lay it down and to take it up again. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so today, I want us to realize that we have a God who is faithful in everything that he does. Persecution is not something that we would be thankful for. But we can be thankful to God that he uses the hardship which we go through to make our faith stronger in him. Amen. To enable us to hold on to his unchanging hands. To look unto him the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He can place within our spirits that we shall look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Because our help doesn't come from the things that surround us. Our help comes from Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And today I just want to bless us and to thank God for this time in our lives. The Bible is realistic and balanced. Amen. And I don't think it tells us that we will, should never feel depressed or sad. But even then, we will find something to be grateful for. The Greek word in the Greek language, the shortest verse there, it says rejoice always. The shortest word in our English translation of the New Testament, it says Jesus wept. Amen? Amen. On one hand, it's telling us to rejoice always. And on the other hand, it is telling us that Jesus wept. So how can you put the two together? Hallelujah. How can we unite the two? Rejoice always and to weep when there is a time for the tears to flow. 
Amen. Even in that, my beloved brethren, our Savior could weep because he lost a loved one. Amen. He was very dear to that family of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. But yet, Jesus Christ, he looked beyond that and he saw the joy, hallelujah, that he was heading to enter into because of you and me. The cross was before him. Amen. Jesus did not rejoice, uh, did not shed tears. It says Jesus wept. His tears were not because the cross was there for him to outstretch like that and to have the old rusty nails uh, dribbling to his flesh. That's not why he wept. He wept because his loved one was gone. Amen. And Jesus wanted to show that he empathized. And so the tears came. But when he looked beyond that and saw the joy that awaited him, Jesus rejoiced with joy evermore. So today, brethren, I want to just bless us and to thank God for these 25 years and to pray that the Lord will still keep us together as one. We know that it won't be long now before he returns. Amen. So until then, let us do the work while we can. For somebody said earlier on, the night cometh when no man can work. So let us work while it is day. God bless you and happy anniversary in Jesus' name. For listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.